You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. I'm Courtney. I'm Allison. And we're Courtney and Allison, and this is the Double X-Files, a podcast where we sometimes talk about the X-Files. You know, whenever the spirit hits us. Whenever we really want to. I mean, do you want to talk about the X-Files today? We, we probably should, because people really like this episode. Oh yeah, people love this episode. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about this episode? Th- well, first of all, should we tell what episode it yeah, is? Yeah, so this was season three, episode four. Uh, it's called Clyde Bruckman's Final Repose, uh, and the description from Netflix is, a man with psychic powers assists the agents with the hunt for a killer. Yep, that's it. Yeah. That happened. Now, do we want to go, so we just finished washing it, washing it, like, two seconds ago. We washed it clean. Uh, well, I went to the bathroom between... And you did too. Yeah. So maybe it wasn't like two seconds, but we watched it like five minutes ago. Um, how, what does your gut say about this? I say, um, my gut says, you know, it was a better episode than some others. Yeah. Um, I definitely see why people like it so much. There was a lot of fun. There was a lot of playfulness. Yeah. Uh, I think it does suffer from some things that other X-Files episodes suffer from. Yeah. But I think people probably give it a pass because I think, at the time that this was airing, it was probably, like, the kind of goofy episode that you might not see on a show like this. It was kind of goofy, yeah. At the time, there also weren't that many shows that were like this, so. No. Um, This was written by the same person who did Monster. Yeah. um, And if you want to know our feelings on Monster, you can go back to our revival episodes and listen to that episode. Because it was not as good as... Other people thought it was, or we didn't think we, it was good. We had some very particular problems we with that. We had some little problems. Now, this was toned down from Wear Monster, I would say. It's a kind of a place where I don't mind that goofiness. Well, I'm wondering if maybe with Wear Monster, because, you know, that this was like the one episode from a six-part series that, that got to be funny and fun, Yeah, if they just went whole hog with it. And that's why it's so more, much more uh, overt than, than episodes like this one. Yeah, this one was toned down. It had some sad parts, yeah. but it the character of Clive Bruckman was cute and funny. Yeah. Which was nice. Yeah, it was good. He was a good character. I was expecting... I guess we it suffered from putting the pussy on a pedestal syndrome for me, though. Yeah? It really did. You like, thought it was going to be... Well, when you said, oh, a lot of people like this episode, and then I remember some space cadets talking to us and saying, no, this is the, my favorite episode, and then um, didn't What's-His-Name win an Emmy for this one? Yeah, um, the actor that played Clyde Bruckman did win an Emmy for this episode. For this, this for episode. For su- supporting actor. Okay. I was expecting a lot, and I was expecting where where Monster fell, I was expecting this to be, like, perfection, right? Mm-hmm. And it did have the humor, but I am still confused by some things, and that bothered me a lot more than I thought it would. Yeah, well, there, these are the two issues that I think it had, that, that I would count as detractors to this episode. Yeah. Um, one, the usual X-Files issue of trying to cram so many things into an episode, um, that the things that are really enjoyable about it don't have the space to breathe. Yeah, it, it, it was it was crammed in there right good. Just cram jammed. Yeah. Uh, and then the second thing is, you know, some of the jokes maybe uh, could have been tightened up. The timing between the jokes could have been tightened up because yeah. a lot of the time a joke would fall and it'd just be like, right, guys, right? This is funny, right, guys? <laughs> it's a pie. No, <laughs> the pie thing was cute. Yeah, I did like the, I pie, like thing. the pie thing. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's just a reflection of how things have changed in television between uh, then and now, because yeah. now we do have very tight comedy timing yes. uh, in most of our shows, even when it is a drama. Okay, and so we're sifting through all the X-Files episodes. If I could imagine if way back when I had watched kind of the Spooky Dookie episodes, <laughs> <laughs> trademark me, Spooky Dookie. Don't steal. Uh and we watched this one, I could see how lighthearted it was, but kind of dark comedy-esque. Yeah. Um, and I like that feeling, but again, there was a couple things that I just 
didn't understand and it took me a long time like well if that happened how did this happen yeah i don't understand why that is and then that took away from the humor well let's dive in and see if we can find some answers to those i'm I'm kind of frightened though it's been four minutes almost five minutes and we've only talked about the x-files oh god you're right so how are you doing us like i'm pretty good (laughs) i'm doing terribly (laughs) me too (laughs) Should we tell them about our, our baby boy that's in a bowl right oh, now? Oh, yeah. Courtney and my roommate, Murray, have uh, made a sweet baby boy. Yeah. Well, that sounds weird, but... But accurate. <laughs> we made a yeast boy. That also sounds weird. Yep, but still accurate. <laughs> They've made a yeast boy, and he's we rising a, in the kitchen. We made a challah. Yeah, they're hala. making a challah. Murray is teaching me how to need how to make bread, because I'm not very good at it. It's like a wizardy, wizardy magic thing. Yeah. But it is like, so I was told that bread doubles in size, right? Mm-hmm. When you, after you need it. I'm like, oh, sure. Yeah, whatever. This bread. This though, boy is, is growing. so big. This yeast boy is just going I am, for it. I am buying some savings bond because it's big enough to go to college right now. Get that thing in RRSP. It's so big, you guys. I don't know what to do with it. Well, you're going to put it in the oven. Is that, okay. There's an I Love Lucy where she, no. There's a, the I Love Lucy where Ricky bakes the, um, uh, the rice and he doesn't know how much rice to put in per person. Mm-hmm. So he puts in like three pounds per person yeah. and it just overflows. That's what I am feeling what is going to be in your kitchen. Absolutely. Afterwards. 100%. We're going to lose the cat in there. <laughs> it's going to be yeast boy everywhere. <laughs> okay. Well, I feel better not ta- We talked about not the X-Files. So yeah. now we can go back and talk about the X-Files. Okay. Okay, I feel better now. So uh, my first note about this episode is that we are in a convenience store where they are also selling booze, which I will say is against BC liquor laws. Yeah, how do they get a... How do they do that? Well, it's a TV show, so they can do whatever the fuck they want. Do you think it was just filled with, like, Coca-Cola? Yeah, yeah, almost certainly. They got those bottles from David Duchovny's, like, trailer. And then they just filled them with water? Yeah, because they were empty. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I wrote Kato Kalen, and because... Clyde Bruckman was looking at like um, National Enquirer predictions, and it was predictions some um, predicting something about Cato Kalen. Is this when did the O.G. Simpson's trials happen? Um, I don't remember off the top of my head. No, well, I'm Cato Kalen was famous then, so then it must have been around that time. Yeah, because this episode, well, it the he won the Emmy for it in 1996, so it must have been around then. Gosh. Remember a long time ago I made a prediction about O.J. Simpson finding aliens? I feel like this is tangentially connected. I do not even remotely remember that. It was uh, 1995 was the O.J. murder trial. There you go. There you go. It's all all coming together. Kato Kalen. Now explain to me again who's Kato Kalen. Okay. So, as I understand it, the mythos of the (laughs) Simpsons trial was... Kato Kalen was kind of a down-on-his-luck actor. Actor, okay. And he lived at O.J. Simpson's house, like, in the basement. Okay. And he was kind of the only witness that, like, kind of was involved with the murders. And was he on O.J.'s side? Was he, like... Juice is innocent. I cannot tell you. Hey guys, if you have any particular knowledge about the OJ Simpson murder trial, if you're Kato Kalen, like what are you doing? Pop us a note. Pop us a note. All I do know is what did I say? He was in like National National Lampoons, like Poon Dog. A lot of like weird Dorm Days Two Bro movies. Uh, uh. BC Butcher. That sounds awful, actually, because we are from BC. Um, basketball. Basketball. Which is a classic. Yeah, absolutely. Cyborg 3, The Recycler. Well, that's Ooh, nice. Okay. An eye for an eye. Look at that cover, though. Well, this is a, an <laughs> audio medium. Well, okay. It looks like Mr. Bean, and he has a bat, and it says Justice on it. Oh, this is the, um, the Joker Suicide Squad prequel. <laughs> Eye for an eye. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Well, here's what I know about the O.J. Simpson murder trial. Yeah. Um, and that is that the juice... Yeah? ...is loose. Well, he's not anymore. He's in jail right now. Yeah, he's in jail right now, but, but he, he was, was loose. loose. He was He, he was, was loose. loose. He was an airplane, eh? That... I, for a second, thought you said he was an airplane. No, he was in airplane. I don't think he was, was such an a airplane. good movie. That was a good movie, but he was in it. 
So you can't watch anymore. Yes, because everything that contains a person who did a bad thing is also bad, therefore. <laughs> can't watch any Jared Leto movies. Ha ha ha. Didn't want to. <laughs> no lost Jokes there. on you. Okay. Uh, anyway, that's my Jared, that, that's my Kato Kalen. And Jared Leto bit, so let's okay. move on. I uh, I said that this episode was very good visually already, even in yeah. the very beginning, very good visually. Yeah. Uh, so pleasing. We, it was pleasing. The mise-en-scene mwah. was mwah, just mwah. <laughs> um, So while Clyde Bruckman is getting a lottery ticket and some booze, mm-hmm. right? Ooh, cheap whiskey from a... Yummo. Mm. I did recently buy two liters of whiskey in our D&D game, so. Oh, yeah, that's right. From, did you buy it from the grocery store? No, we can't do that. Because we're in Canada. <laughs> you guys know how lucky you Americans are? You can get liquor anywhere. Oh, yeah, you just go to the Trader Joe's, you get your two-buck chuck, oh, and you're good to go. Oh, my God, two-buck chuck. Like, that's a land of freedom. I have to tell you guys, Americans, my sweet, sweet American friends, I went to America... Not too long ago. And there was like an entire section at Target of just M&M's. What? Just different M&M's. What? And the one we got, and I'm sorry I didn't bring any for you to share because you would have liked them. Dick. I ate them all. uh, Was uh, coffee peanut. Are you fucking kidding me? That sounds incredible. It's really good. Oh my god. They had... Uh, butterscotch. They had crispy, crunchy ones. They had candy corn M&M's. They had everything. Hey, America? Can you fucking chill your M&M game for like a second and let us catch up? I don't even want to talk about the Oreo situation down there. Oh, it is no. intense. You know the mythic uh, uh, Swedish fish Oreos? They do exist. What? They do what? exist. I don't oh, know no. if, I don't know if the cream is Swedish fish tasting or if there's an actual Swedish fish that's like melted and pressed into I'm it. I'm so upset right now. We better talk about the X-Files because I am about okay. to go off. So... Uh, while Clyde Brockman is buying his liquor and lottery ticket and Swedish fish Oreos, um, there's another man. He's he, really weird looking. He bumps into the, another man. And they look at each other. Deeply into each other's eyes. Very briefly. And then they kiss. No. Uh, no. <laughs> and then that's how they gain each other's powers. Oh, yeah. You're right. That is what happened. I forgot. That's how you transfer psychic ability. You kiss. Mwah. Mwah. <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, so then this other strange man, he goes to a fortune teller's. I said he looks, and I, this is a, this is a stretch, he looks like Sam Whipple, who was the actor who played 30-year-old Jughead in, uh, Archie Back to Riverdale, the movie. That is a (laughs) deep cut! Well, he did. He does, he does. So let's just call him Jughead. Okay. This would be a better thing if it was just Jughead. That's who was the killer the whole time. Yeah. That would be very good. <laughs> hey, Riverdale, the the series coming out soon. Hire me as a writer. Yeah. I got you back. She's got your main storyline. Jughead's the killer. Jughead is the killer. I, and then I'll just like, yep. And you know what he's doing with the people he's killed? Was he? He's eating them? He's turning them into boygers. <laughs> Don't need to go shop at Pops anymore. I got fresh meat. Fresh boikers from the basement. So Jughead goes to the psychic. Yeah, he goes to the fortune teller. Now, okay. Now, there's a thing. It's like uh, she tells him the fortune and Mm -hmm. he's like, do you not see this coming? I'm going to kill you. And there's this weird shot of him leaping over her. And you said, is that a rape thing? Yeah. And I said, oh, I don't think so. Like, I don't think it is. But later on, we find out something weird about that. Can we talk about that now? Because this is one of the things that bugged me. Yeah, I mean, okay, I definitely have opinions about this. So you go for it. Yeah, okay. So we skip, we're going to skip, we'll we'll go back and talk about a couple things. Maybe we skip, but um, when Clyde Brockman is in this setting this apartment is it now it's not the fortune killer in the apartment the fortune killer oh it isn't (gasps) 
the fortune killer. Uh, I'm going to write a horror movie about a fortune teller who kills people. So TM, 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 TM. Please <laughs> do not that, steal. How does that, now who do you see starring in it? And what do you think the plot line is like? Like, oh, I think Cloris Leachman plays the fortune killer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a bunch of young teens mm-hmm. go to her yeah. um, to have their fortunes told. Yeah. Uh, and she... Tells them fortunes that kind of say, like, if you go to this place at this time, you'll get a surprise or a good thing. That boy you like will be there. Uh, And so so they go there and she fucking sets him up to be murdered. I could see this being, like, a spiritual successor to the Final Destination movies. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Really weird, gruesome. Yeah. TM, TM, TM. Don't steal. Don't steal that, guys. That's rude. Okay, anyway, Clive Brock. Now, hold on. Yeah. Is the the sex thing? Yeah, is that another person entirely? Yeah. So the the fortune teller and the person that he did have intercourse with are two different people. Oh, okay. I thought the person, the doll person, was the first. No. Oh, that makes a well. Really? Yeah. Are you sure? Yes, I'm absolutely certain. Because. Uh, so her eyes isn't aren't taken out. Uh, I think her eyes are taken out because that's part of his mo. But they they mentioned that there was another. There yes, yeah, so oh. we see him kill, or we know for sure that he has killed two different women whose okay. eyes he has removed. Okay, well then I'll wait on the sex thing till we get to it, because now it's more cool. Same. Sex thing. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Um, I shot let. Let me tell you what scientists do. I don't know what. what? I don't know what that means. Anthropomorphism. Um, no, anthropomancy. Okay, so um, basically we crossed this all from him attacking this fortune teller to this uh, weird doll apartment uh, and a pair of eyes uh, and some entrails on a sort of lace doily. Um, and Very tastefully done. Yeah, very tastefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mulder, so there's a bunch of uh, crime detectives there, and they're talking about some guy that they, you know, think is spooky, and they think it's exciting that he's been brought on the case, and then Mulder shows up, and they're like, who the fuck are you? Uh, that was good. That was very, that it was, was good. good. Set like him up, that. knock him down. I, I like, like that. that yeah. um, and then Mulder says that he thinks the entrails have been used for anthropomancy, which is uh, when you try to divine future and information out of uh, entrails. So do you, like... Is it like a Yahtzee thing where you put them in a little cup and you shake them around like a Yahtzee dice and then you spread them out? Well, I will say we are going to be uh, talking about anthropomancy in our hard facts segment. Are we? Um, but also, yes, it is exactly like that. That is 100% what it is. <laughs> Yahtzee! I got the color. As I will confirm later. Okay. So that's a hard fact. That's a hard fact. Oh, good. I'm glad we have you wrote that uh, theme song for us. Thank we're you. You're going to use that a lot. Yeah. Um. Okay. So there's anthropom anthra anthro An- yeah thro- anthro po po mancy man mancy <laughs> mancy's a funny word um so it's it's not spooky molder they're setting up for this joke it's the the hoff yeah it's the hoff <laughs> <laughs> it's not actually not the, the real Hoff. Hoff. Not the real Hoff. We know gonna, that, guys. We, we know that. But it's uh, the figurative Hoff. Yes. He comes in. He's all schmoldery. He's got a lady, hot lady. She is smoking. But she's just in the background. That was kind of lame. Yeah. I want her to talk more. A, uh, C minus use of that lady. Yes. Um, But he comes and he does the whole psychic thing of uh, the killer is... A man, age 17 to 32, white, with or without... Maybe facial hair and possibly a tattoo, and maybe that tattoo has facial hair. <laughs> so just... And then Mulder's like, well, that's that's something that everyone can say. Yeah. Like, he actually touches on a couple things. A lot of psychics say, well, it's the body's by a river, mm-hmm. and a lot of times it is, and it's like, oh, no, but... Well, yeah, because, like, a river's a really good dump site. <laughs> Pure murderer. I didn't say that. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. Did you learn that at your body school? Yes. <laughs> Where to dump bodies 101? Actually, we did learn that really? in body school. We learned the absolute best place to hide a body. Where? In an existing grave. Oh, shit. Your body school. Very good. Guys, if 
if I go disappearing, please, please, someone look in the cemeteries. Please, please check every single please, grave. Please, oh, please, oh, please, please, please. Allison's looking at me. Oh Come on, God. I'm not going to murder you. Yet. Because um, <sighs> you still need me because we have so many seasons of the X-Files. <laughs> yeah, you better hope Chris Carter keeps making them. Oh, my God. Chris Carter, please save me. No, don't save me. Um, <laughs> How much do you really want to live? I, I'm okay. No, I... I I'd rather not have another revival. I mean, I've led a good life. It's so. been a pretty decently long <laughs> I mean, one. Okay. So the Hoff. Oh, his name is Yappy, which is hilarious. Is his name Yappy? Yappy. Aww. Uh, the Hoff says that Mulder has too many negative energy, and he says a line which the writers probably wrote, and they're like, hey, hey, hey. it's skeptics like you make me sick. And that's an ironic statement. Yes, guess. that's an irony because Mulder is not the skeptic. He's the believer. He's the believer. Uh, and then he does a funny thing where he says, read this thought. And then Yappy's <laughs> like, ah. Actually, that was really That funny. was pretty funny. That I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, th- but that's an example of physical comedy done correctly. Yeah. Like a reaction comedy. That was good. Um, I wrote... Really good boat. Yeah, I wrote, but this is a really good boat. Um, so we see that? Clyde Brockman is in the house of a young couple, and he is trying to sell them some insurance. Um, and the guy oh, says, yeah. oh, but I want to I buy a boat. And Clyde <laughs> Brockman says, well, son, you might want to focus on your family. And he says, but it's like a really good boat. So what did they mean by really good boat? Like, what kind of boat do you think it is? It can't be just like a shrimper. No, it's certainly not a shrimper. <laughs> and that's the proper term for a boat you catch shrimp on, right? Yes. Okay. Um, shrimp boat. A shrimp boat. Shrimper. Uh, so, like, what kind of really good boat would you get? Like, what? What's like special? Like a speed boat. <laughs> like a speed boat. <laughs> but it's like one in a 1980s movie, like outside of Miami. A cigarette boat. What's a cigarette boat? That's a type of boat. Is it long, like a cigarette? Yes. Does it run on tobacco? No. But mm. they are used a lot in Florida for drug smuggling. Does it give you cancer? I well is there a surgeon? Only in so much water? as everything does. Oh. <laughs> well, that doesn't sound like a really good boat. It sounds like an okay boat that might, give, <laughs> that might give you cancer. You got so many opinions. Well, that's I mean, we have a podcast. You have to have opinions on a podcast. Well, that's true, I guess. I can't I'll just do that say, one. I can't just be like this. Episode is good. Let's move on. (laughs) So Clyde Brockman tells his guy that his goal of owning a really good boat is, like, just dumb as shit. uh, And then kind of goes off on him in a really weird way about how exactly he's going to die, which is in a car crash. In a car crash. Wear your seatbelts, kids, because apparently this guy flies, like, through the window shield. (laughs) Window shield. Um, And then uh, we see Clyde Brockman go to his home. And he has an elderly neighbor who yeah. has a very cute Pomeranian. And I read, I wrote, lettuce head, dog murder. Yes, very good. So he pulls a head of lettuce out of his fridge, um, and when he pulls it out, it's a, it's a desiccated <gasps> head. Oh, um, I know what that's in reference to. Him dying. Because it's a plastic oh, oh, no. That's a call forward? That's a call forward. I think that's called foreshadowing, actually. No, it's a call forward. <laughs> I'm an English teacher. I think it's worth adding. Oh, I think uh, I'm a writer, and I actually, we, in the biz, uh, we actually call it a call forward. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm calling forward that this joke is shitty. Um, yeah, so I guess that you're right. That is uh, Oh, my God. I understood that. That was actually witty. That was very well done. Good job, you, me. Us. Uh, well, me. I say you, and I mean me for... Um, don't you mean the writers of this no. L- tele- television no. episode of the X-Files? Nah. Okay, well, well they did They did do the thing, so okay, well, they did the damn thing. I mean, um, I have to understand it for me to get it, though. But you, okay. Well, okay. <sighs> uh, anyway, so, let's talk about the dog murder, yeah, though. Yeah, okay, so there's a dog, uh, and he... Um, how would you rate this dog? Oh, I would give this dog an 8 out of 10. A++++. plus plus plus. Wood pet. Yeah, definitely wood pet. Would not smell breath. No, because the doggy ate a person. Yeah, well, I think the person died and then the dog just chewed okay, on it. So I have a question. Yeah. Uh, on your body school, um, in your dog classes. Yeah. Um, like, if there was, like, just say I died and had a dog. Mm-hmm. Like, when would your dog eat you? What do you think? Uh, like, depends how when long? you fed it last. Oh, that's true. 
Are you saying like three days? Are we saying talk about three days and get a little stinky? Well, that dog didn't take very long at all. No. 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 That dog took like two days. Yeah. Well, Um, it got a little tummy. It's hungry. (laughs) How long do you think for your cat to eat you? Oh, like right away. (laughs) Your cat thinks you're going to die in about an hour. It starts nibbling. It puts its mouth to yours and takes your final breath and then eats you. Yeah. 100%. That is the cat's way. I'm glad my animals are secure in their cages. (laughs) Though I would like to see my snake try to swallow me because she's very tiny. That would not work at all. (laughs) She'd be like a little beanie hat by time she... She can eat one of your fingers, though. Huh? She can eat one of your fingers. Yeah, she's she's real tiny. (laughs) She'd digest that finger real good. (laughs) Um, Okay, well, that's good to know. Yeah. I always wondered about that. How how long it took for dogs to eat the people they love. A couple of days. Oh, God. Okay. Well, <laughs> this dog ate a person real quick. Yeah. Well, it didn't eat all of the person. No, it's just a tiny bit. Just a small amount. And you wrote Queequeg. Yeah. This is confirmed Queequeg, I think. Yeah, confirmed this dog is Queequeg. They're not na- She's not named yet. No. But... But we know. I'm glad Scully has a dog now. Yes, it's I very feel cute. like it's a... I feel like the dog is not long for this world, though. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. I mean, I'm sorry, but... Uh, it's, yeah. I'll live. I know. Um, <laughs> why did you write... Why Chir- are you just reading my notes? <laughs> Read your own notes! Because I have Assault with a Crystal Ball. And I have Chaboy Clyde Brockman. Can you tell us what that's about? Oh, this is the point at which I decided that the correct way to address Clyde Brockman is Chaboy. That's, yeah, that's... Correct. Um, they bring him. How do they find? How does Mulder find this guy? How does Mulder find this guy? This uh, man? Because Clyde Brockman was the one that found the body of the fortune teller. Oh, that's right. Okay, which fortune teller was this? Now, this, this is, is the, the very the first doll. one, not the doll one. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Because um, we see her hand hanging out, and it's the same as the hand of the fortune teller that okay, we okay, saw before. Okay, okay, okay. Um, is our that's visual clue. That's different than the sexy one. Yes, it is different than the sexy one. Okay. Uh, and, um, so they start talking to Clyde. He basically tells them a bunch of details about this that he couldn't have known unless he was the killer. Uh, yeah, that's, and, okay. And that, then they say to him, oh, you're not under suspicion. Uh, he should be. Like, I, I actually wrote, like, are, are, why isn't Scully, at least, assuming that this man is This man is the murderer, <laughs> as far as you should be concerned. Like, everything points to murder. Yes! Everything points to murder. The first thing Scully says, well, how do you know that she had no eyes? Because you didn't turn over the body. And, and he's like, oh, well, you know, he probably just, like, pierced him out with crystal shards from a crystal ball. Yeah. He killed her. He killed her, though. Like, Scully, you really fail on this one. That's my suspended disbelief. I couldn't suspend it for that. I know oh, no, absolutely not. I know Scully's a better agent than that. Scully would be instantly like, this man is the killer. Mulder is not. Like, it would have been better if Scully's like, yeah, we gotta put this man in jail. He's a bad man. Yeah, but Mulder kept insisting on yes. bringing him along. That would have just been, been, been very better, good. Because I would have understood that. Yeah. The other thing I don't understand what happened is they bring Clyde Brockman, Chaboy Clyde Brockman, into the room, the doll house. Doll room house. The doll room house, yeah. And Kai Brockman says, like, there's a sexual assault, but she was asked. Well, he, for no it? one says it was a sexual assault. Uh, he says that intercourse was had. But she initiated it. Yeah, and then they said, did he assault her? And, and they, he said, no, she was initiating it, so she was coming on to the guy. Um, so I think what they're trying to establish, obviously not very well, since we still have a lot of questions and it's unclear, they're trying to establish that maybe she had picked him up or she, he had come over and she had come on to him. Okay, so she wasn't, doll person wasn't a fortune teller. No, well, she actually was. She practiced, uh, oh, I have the name of the it written down. Uh, she was a tassiographer. The um, So she, they fucked. And then had tea, and she had a cup of tea, and her um, tassiography said that she was about to die, because there's a grim. There's a grim. And that's what I learned in the book two, three of Harry Potter. Prisoner of Axbuzen. <laughs> but he didn't die, though. No. No. So that was wrong. The grim just means you're going to have a doggy uncle. Yes. Right? That's what it, it means you will have a doggy uncle. <laughs> or a dunkle. <laughs> <laughs> I like that better. Um, so, 
Okay, I just, the sex thing was weird. It was weird. And I will say there are a lot of jokes in this that are, like, clearly this person's sense of humor where it's like, well, we end up in bed together. You know, where it, like, yeah. makes people kind of do that double take of, like, oh, is this gross? Well, I guess maybe to some people in the 90s it was funny. Like, aha, a sex joke. Yeah. But there's ways to do sex jokes that are actually funny mm-hmm. and not making a series of people uncomfortable with what is happening. Yeah. Because I don't like... What happened is we went from seeing the first murder and being a little unclear about what was happening and how the woman was assaulted to the second murder where there's mention of sexual intercourse but maybe not assault because she was quote-unquote asking for it she initiated it and that made me feel uncomfortable yeah um and you can say i'm reading too much into it but when you're going from one murder to another it's really weird which and so far it is um like exclusively um a man murdering women yeah and so i was like okay well what does that have to do with anything yeah if we found out that this was his girlfriend or we found out more about her i think um at this like when you look at a big picture of the episode you can tell that the murders aren't sexually motivated so then why was the sex thing even included it just seems like some like yeah trim the fat off your stories writers absolutely not no i totally agree with that because it actually really confused me i wasn't sure who the doll person was like who that because we didn't see that murder happen yeah anyway there's is this the one with the guts on the table right yeah okay um and then that's this so this is when he finds the doll and the doll looks like uh like a uh decayed head oh yeah and he says there's gonna be someone at the lake yeah and he says uh next to the fat little white nazi stormtrooper (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say that was our nicknames in university but um (laughs) nope nope that's not a funny joke no no um this is this is part two of me of like scully what the fuck are you doing because when they're at the lake she sees uh sam whipple aka jughead yeah there too and she also saw him at the police line the police when they were investigating the dollhouse so if i was a detective yeah i'd be like i've seen that guy all three times i've seen that guy at at least two crime scenes and isn't it like the murderer will always go back to the scene of the crime sort yeah. of thing. Like, that's one-on-one. Like, why wouldn't you arrest that dude? But then at the same time, Chaboy Clyde Bruckman just told you where the body is. That means he killed her why, dog! Why wouldn't you arrest that dude? Like, either dude. Yeah. Both dudes. A plus, like, and this could have been, I mean, it's a whole other story, but arrest, arrest both dudes. Yeah, have, arrest them both. One of them did the murder. One of them did the murder, though. So... That was, again, hard for me to yeah. swallow because, no. well... Gross. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, because Scully is a good detective, right? Yeah, she is a good detective and, and a medical doctor. And she's a medical doctor? So, <laughs> so, I just... The two things that really stand out is, A, why aren't you arresting Clive Ruckman? And B, why aren't you arresting that like, Jughead, Gene Wilder lookalike, like, who is at both scenes of the crime, is, is looking directly at you? Yeah. <sighs> that dude a freak. Anyway. In my, and a lot of people are saying, and I know this is a lot of people's favorite episodes, and maybe people think I have a stick up my butt, but I don't have the reference and the love and joy that comes... To, that you guys have yeah i don't have the nostalgic value that you you friends have i was scared shitless for a lot of the x-files and i would didn't watch a lot of it and i was very young mm-hmm. not very young but uh so i when these things happen i have to think about them i can't suspend my disbelief because i've never seen an episode like this before yeah and it wasn't funny enough to carry the whole mistake thing yeah, it did have some funny, funny jokes. It did. Okay, what else um, is next? Okay, so this is the part where uh, Mulder goes to talk to Clyde Brockman, yet again, to not arrest him. Yeah. Um, but to talk about how he got his power and what his whole deal is, and Clyde Brockman just talks, starts talking backwards about, like, well, if, you know, if I... <laughs> <laughs> I can I can cut that. Right? I mean... Um, I, uh, we had a lot of beans. We had a lot of beans. There's a big fart. I hope that read. <laughs> I won't tell you who it came from, but, I mean, you got a 50-50 chance. I'll try to brew one so it's equal. Okay, thank you. you. Hey, you just said who it was. Oh, I mean. 
<laughs> I mean, it not could cool, be. bro. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so Clyde kind of goes off about how, like, I don't know, history and, like, chance, and I don't remember his whole it fucking monologue. It was like, if I tell, if we try to stop this, then what is Oh, yeah, say? then, like, it, this, then it, something about the guy that invents time travel will, like, go back and make it so my parents never met and I never existed, and it's just like, chill out, And he says two really weird things. He says... That he'll make sure Columbus doesn't discover America. Well, <laughs> he didn't, so... <laughs> and also, like, better for it. Yeah. And it's like, well, okay, well, that sounds great, actually. <laughs> and something about Granada. Yeah, because Granada was... That was about his parents never meeting. His parents were shipped out to Granada? I, don't, I assume um, his father was in the military, maybe. Can I just say something? Do you know who ordered the invasion of Granada? His mother was a USO dancer. Can, but, but, but... Uh, no, who... Ronald Reagan. Oh, fuck! <laughs> the ghost of Ronald Reagan no, is no. at it again. Well, no, he was act- He was just Ronald Reagan back then. Oh. Now, currently, he is a ghost. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta get in those facts. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. But it was like, Chaboy needs to just take a breather. Yeah. Uh, and Mulder says to him, I believe in your ability, but not your attitude, which I will say to everyone from now on. <laughs> I'm going to write that on all the midterms I have to I'm going to just, now. anytime an employee says anything to me, I'm going to be like, I believe in your ability, but, <laughs> but not, not your, your attitude. attitude. <laughs> Even um, if they're being pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can we talk about those frogs? Those frogs, man! By the way, um, the heat just went on in your lovely house. Yeah. And it's nice, warm, and cozy. <laughs> it's very good. It's really nice. Oh, by the way, should we say, we're recording in your new house. Yeah, we're recording in my new house. The coop. The coop. There are chickens outside. There are chickens. Um, and those chickens are very pleasing to me. They oh, make, I'm glad. They make the really cute... That was really good. Yeah. Jesus. I can do really good bird sounds. Too. Oh, there's a that? chicken in this bed with me. I can make a really good turkey sound. Oh, please hear? do. That's gonna blow that out. <laughs> That's gonna blow that right out. Well, you can... You can... Uh... That's a hot mic. <laughs> You can tone that down a little, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Just just like that. 36 minutes. Courtney made a turkey sound. It was very good, but really loud. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, anyway. So these frogs, frogs, there's like three brass frogs holding hands. They're basically what? just giving... What is that used for? Uh, I think you put a candy bowl in the middle of it? I thought they or were like, like ritual candles? sacrifice? What? Uh, nothing. Uh... <laughs> How many more seasons to go? <laughs> Hop- <laughs> Guys, look in the graves. Look at the Hammer graves. Um, I would think it was like incense. Incense. Incense frogs. Incense frogs. Where you put a little stick in their mouths and then you burn the incense. Okay, but let me run this past you. Mm-hmm. Vape frogs. <laughs> Just, they blow some dank clouds. Just try that one on for size. <laughs> It was the 90s. There was no vaping. It was a better place. God. My kids vape, eh? No. My students, yeah. So um, the first time I saw a vape pen, I didn't know what it was, and that's because I'm very old. (laughs) And I thought it was like a Doctor Who sonic screwdriver. Oh my God, Courtney. And I'm like, what "What is this? And my kids are kind of laughing like, it's my pen. I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird. And then later I caught them blowing cotton underneath their desks. No, yes. in class, in children? Class, in class. Like, many. First of all, I'm like, what smells like strawberry? And then I see this cloud underneath the desk, like, what is going on? What is this? <laughs> it was a, That was my first vape moment. That was your... And then I took it and blew sweet rings, and they were like, whoa! Uh, you made a Gandalf boat? Yep. And they sure lost did. it? Now you're the coolest. And that teacher. was my story, and I'm sticking to it. So these <laughs> uh, the frogs, frogs are, are very good. They're vaping. Uh, yeah, the vape frogs are very good. What are they doing? What is Walter doing with their frogs? Well, basically, he's just giving a bunch of stuff to Clyde Bruckman to see if he can tell who it belonged to, um, yeah. to sort of test the limits of his psychic abilities. And what we understand from this is that he can only tell how people are going to die and nothing else. Yeah. Um, but he can give a lot of specifics about that. Yeah. Uh, so, and then there's a, a very, a very funny little bit at the end of this. 
was. I mean, I wouldn't say it's really funny. It was very funny. I mean, I wouldn't say it's great. It's like a pretty funny little bit. It was a callback. It was a callback where uh, he has a piece of fabric and Mulder, uh, he says to Mulder, oh, this is from your New York Knicks t-shirt. Ha 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 Because in Beyond the Sea... I was going to say under the sea. Um, from season one, uh, Mulder gives a, a, per, a so-called psychic a piece of cloth and says, like, okay, what's this? And the psychic goes, like, off on how it's related to this murder. And Mulder says, that's from my New York Knicks t-shirt. You just got blasted. So does that mean Mulder is, A, cutting up very his his New York Knicks jersey to be just the smaller and small, smaller tank top? Oh, yeah. He needs it to be a crop top. Just a really, really tight crop that's like his whole aesthetic it's just that tight crop oh Mm. this is timmy hanging out you gotta see that two-pack all i can oh god now i can all i can think about is his treasure trail i'm sorry all i can think about is that so um so chaboy clyde brockman tells them uh that they will find well there's this keychain that relates to like a mutual fund or something oh like some sort of psychic investment group yeah it was real weird it was that was weird that was a weird thing they tell people what stock to invest in by, based on like psychic tips and stuff like your horoscope yeah or something. um and so he says oh well we could talk to Mulder says oh can we talk to the guy that owns this business and Chaboy Clyde Brockman is like oh no he was murdered yeah by you dude you, yeah. arrest him arrest Golly. this man so I don't get why this guy so Clyde Bruckman knew about this because he sold him. He sold insurance, insurance to, to him. this, yeah, to this but company. Why did the Jughead kill him? I don't know if Jughead did kill him. Oh, it's 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 never explained. <laughs> to quote myself. Um. Oh yeah. The by the way, the place was called Uranus Unlimited. No. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah, yeah. Uranus Unlimited. Which is what happened after we ate so many beans. <laughs> Just ripping them. <laughs> um. So he goes. Yeah. They go on a journey to find this guy, this dead guy from Uranus Unlimited, and I'm like, well, okay, did Jughead kill him or why? Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't think we ever find out he's connected. Why he died or anything. Um, or maybe maybe we missed it. I don't know. Um, but anyways, so they drive into the woods and they look for him. And this anyway, is a- that's the other thing that I couldn't suspend my disbelief because I was very confused on like why was that a thing? Yeah, but this did lead to one of my favorite moments uh, of just like pure aesthetic. Yeah, which is Scully standing in the woods, kind of shot by light, uh, <laughs> and and just saying, "Where's the body?" <laughs> That's my aesthetic, 100%. Scully in the woods. Where's the body? You know what my aesthetic is? What? Scully driving and Mulder peeking from the back seat. <laughs> Just puking his head forward. So the, one of the lines actually was a really, really, really good line. You liked it a lot. I like this line is, um, so Clyde Bruckman can see how people die and he was kind of teasing Mulder about like how he died and he said, Clive Ruckman says, well, autoerotic asphyxiation is a hell of a way to go. <laughs> yeah. And, and Mulder sticks his head from the back like, what, why are you telling me this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mulder. Uh, so that was, that was a funny joke because it was so close to the truth of how Mulder definitely would oh, die. Oh, Definitely. Um, maybe after breaking up with Skinner and just, like, not feeling it anymore. Oh, no. No. When he's old and gray. Mulder, you have to choke yourself. Can't you just sit on your hand? <laughs> yeah. I mean, is that the Like thing? the rest of us. <laughs> um. Okay. So, Clyde Brockman. Oh, yeah. They give him this piece of thread. Yeah. That was from uh, one of the victims. And he, like, can tie it to... I don't know. He starts talking about the... Um, the actual killer, um, Jughead, and he starts talking about how he like he Jughead can see things. He ha- has some degree of psychic ability and can see things. And Mulder says, "What does he see?" And Chaboy Clyde Brockman says, "He sees you." And we get this kind of montage of shots uh, of Mulder running through this kitchen. And uh, Clyde Brockman is like, "Yeah, he's like you're in a kitchen. He comes up behind you. He's stalking you. You step into pie. It's fucking hilarious, man." The pie, because banana cream pie. It's a banana cream pie. You slip in it. You fall on your head. He kills you. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's like one of those things where you... You remember in the 90s when uh, improv comedy was popular? Do I? 
<laughs> and like when you're doing improv, there's certain things that people from the audience shout out all the time, like spatula or plunger or banana cream pie. It's like one of those like how wacky things. Yeah, that was how that joke read to me. But yeah, I did like much. Mulder stepping in the pie. That was good. Yeah, I he, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. I like that. Um. I'm sorry for putting such a damping on dampening on this episode that you know people what? love so no, much. No, you know what? What? You have to live your truth. <laughs> Do I? Yeah, you gotta live your truth, Courtney. Well, and this is your truth. That it was okay? Yeah. I feel bad for saying that though. No, don't. That's your opinion. I have and a you're pressure entitled from to it. All three of our fans. They- Space Gadats, don't ever let anyone tell you what you should think. Yeah. Unless you think something real bad. Um <laughs> Unless you're racist. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I just, like, I guess it was, it was, I wish I didn't know anything about this episode, that it was supposed to be funny or whatever. That's, yeah, I mean, that happens to me a lot with movies, and, like, hearing that they're amazing, and then being like, Like, didn't you not like, uh, Mad Max? No, I loved Mad Max. Oh. It was, um, uh, Star Trek The Force Awakens. Oh, yeah. I I really liked Star Trek The Force Awakens, but everyone wouldn't stop... Like talking about how adorable in BB-8 was, and then I watched it. I was like, you know, BB-8 was a little much. <laughs> and everyone's just like, "You are dirt." <laughs> and then you cried a little bit. Yeah, it's okay. This is a safe place. You can talk about how BB-8 is dirt. He wasn't dirt. He was just a little much. Just a little much. That's high treason, apparently. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I don't disagree with you. I enjoyed parts of this episode, but we're about to get to a part that I did not care for. What part? Oh, uh, uh, by the way, those, like, jokes that kind of didn't work, but kind of worked is uh, Clyde Brockman pulls a Johnny Carson with the envelope on his head. Oh, and he's yeah. Like, from the killer. And I'm like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> um, um, so, yeah, there's an envelope from the killer saying, like, I know who you are, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, oh, we got to get this guy to a safe house. Yeah. Uh, so they take him to a hotel and Skelly has first watch. Yeah. Uh, and she asks him if he knows how he dies. And he says, actually, I see us in bed together, which is like very obviously supposed to be a funny joke because it's about banging and he's old. Scully, put him in jail. Yes. Scully, arrest him right now, even if you're sure he didn't murder anybody. I don't care. Arrest him. Um, and just, uh, that bothered me a lot. It did. Because it's like, ha 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 ha. A sex joke. Uh, yeah. It's definitely okay to say that to a woman. Yeah. Especially when we talk about... Anyway. Especially anyway. when she's an FBI agent protecting you. <laughs> but anyway... But they weren't even in bed together. Well, that's that's the thing, is that he they phrase it like that in the writing so that it would be a funny sex joke. But 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 even if he saw his own death, wasn't he like on top of a table or something? No, he was in bed. And she oh. sat on the edge and held his hand. I thought he was on his kitchen table. That's what it looked no, like. Okay. It was his bed. Okay. Well, that um, makes a little bit more sense then. And, uh... Okay. Oh, this is something I want to point out. Yeah. So, Mulder also, he gets second watch, mm-hmm. and... Oh, the- we have to note. What? Um, Scully asks how she dies, and uh, Chaboy Clyde Ruckman says you don't. So, is she immortal? She's immortal. She's an immortal babe. Um, I'm okay with that. Yeah, me too. Hmm. Perfect. Okay, I want to point something out. This mm-hmm. is the third thing that bothered me in terms of detective work in this episode. Yeah. So Mulder is watching, and then the uh, police officers that have been helping them, they're like, there's been another murder. It's a tarot card reader just across the street. Let's mm-hmm. go. And I'm thinking, how many psychics are there in St. Paul? <laughs> And why aren't you watching all of them? Yeah, because there clearly is a pattern and they're all about to get moitered. Like, I just, I mean, that's all of them, right? Like, yeah. uh, So why didn't you watch this guy? They're not very good at their jobs. Well, apparently, because they're not in jail. (laughs) It, It did bother me, like, if you knew this guy murdered psychic people, like, there's not, like... 10 psychics per square mile in St. Paul, Minnesota. Yeah. Or maybe there is. I don't know. Like, you gotta put a... Like, at least do a stakeout. Yeah. Um, now, a couple things I want to mention about Mulder's time with your boy Clyde Brockman in the hotel room. Okay. Uh, there is a, a line where 
uh, Clyde Brockman says, are you the kind of guy that turns everything into a sexual symbol? And Mulder's like, a Freudian? No. But he is. He does do he does, that. He does And do I think that, that a was a clever bit of writing. Yeah. Uh, and then also there's a very cool VisFX sequence uh, where Clyde Brockman is talking about a dr- the only dream he ever has, which is about yeah. himself in a grave decaying. That and, is really uh, cool. that was really good. I really liked both the monologue that he had and the VisFX that they did. That was really cool. It was like a body molding and melting. It was extremely cool, especially for 1996. Yeah. So did, would that be a good example in your body school? Uh, yeah, I yeah. think that would be useful in body yeah. school. Good. Um, <laughs> I wrote down, and I need you to tell me why. Yeah. Women's intuition. I wrote down women's intuition, too. Uh, I, oh, yeah. Ooh. They go to investigate the tarot card reader. I will say the scene with Jughead and the tarot card reader right before he kills him was very good. I liked it. Was it was very good. Um, and then, I like the giant geodes in the back of the guy. Eh? Yes, those were extremely cool. Yeah. Uh, so they're investigating his moiter. Uh, he is in his shop, and the you know Jughead didn't even bother to like cut his eyes out or anything. Yeah, he was quick. He did um, quick. And then Skelly looks out the window... And she did bump into Jughead in the yes. hotel earlier. Yes. So she looks out the window. She doesn't see Jughead in the crowd. And she just says, it was him. It was the it was the bellhop. Because um, she, there's she another lace sample. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and the card from the, the, the tarot reading card. It was like a bellboy Yeah, card. it was a bellhop, which... Yeah. Is, I don't think that's standard. <laughs> no, I don't think that's part of a standard deck. Um, uh... So the threads that they've been finding on this, on the bodies They're are from the lace doilies. The lace doilies, yeah. Um, which is weird because lace doilies are usually paper Yeah, uh, these days. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a high class establishment, apparently. Oh, and there's, okay, we have to talk about the scene where um, uh, the bellhop slash jughead comes in oh, to yeah. Chiboy, Clyde Brockman's hotel room, and they like meet and chat. And you said, I want to put these two on a rocket and send them into space. <laughs> and I agree. They're bad. I don't know. It was kind of weird. It was a weird... I guess Jughead did it well. There was a line that I liked. It was like, um, Clyde Brockman was like, well, you're not going to kill me now. And the killer's like, I'm not? Yeah. And then he goes and kills that FBI agent or that cop. And, and Clyde, Clyde Brockman, Brockman doesn't like, do anything about it. You are a conspirator. Yeah. Well, he, he commits suicide later. So I guess that's why he does. I don't know. Chaboy's got some things to work out. He's got some things to work out, though. Uh, And then, so, then we kind of go back to, we see in real time this sequence that we saw originally. In the flash forward. In flash forward, where um, Mulder is chasing um, Jughead through this kitchen. Yeah. Uh, He steps in the pie. Yeah. But it doesn't happen exactly the way Clyde Brockman said it would. He actually turns around to expect Jughead, but Jughead's on the other side of him. Yeah, so he comes in behind him. Uh, and then a, just a really great Scully, like, doing the damn thing moment. Uh, she holds up her gun, Jughead goes in for the kill, and she shoots him. Because you know what? She don't fuck around. Is that, is that what the women's intuition joke was? Oh, no. It was when she said, it's a bellhop, and she ran out, and then oh. Mulder's like, women's intuition? PMS, am I right? <laughs> Did I? I was listening to another better podcast called Criminal. And Excuse me. <laughs> well, it is. Okay. I mean, it's NPR, so. Oh, yeah. And, um, there was a episode on, they actually used PMS as a defense for two people who, one person who stabbed their coworker mm-hmm. and one person who, like, threw their kid across the room. Mm. And it actually stuck. Jesus. I know. Those are the only two cases that PMS has been used as, like, and then it just went through, like, um, this is specifically damaging towards people who have their periods. So you are saying that people have their periods are like for a third of their lives. Like they cannot be, they cannot do surgery. They cannot drive buses. They they should not be president. Like they shouldn't like, is that what we're going towards? (laughs) Yeah. But it was really interesting. You think Scully's a nasty woman? Oh, hells. Yeah. She's a nasty girl. (laughs) Both politically and sexually. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. Oh, that's good. Good politicking. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, and then, uh, oh yeah. So they uh, get the guy. They they kill him. Scully does a damn thing and shoots him, which is great. And then they go back to Clyde Bruckman's and get a load of that dog. There's a dog. Clyde Bruckman says, "Get a oh, load of him." The lady died, and the dog ate her. All of her, all of her up. So please, he, take the dog please take the dog and the body. He's a murderer. Put him in jail. Put him in jail. Like you should have done to me. <laughs> uh, but he he uh, asphyxiates himself. 
Yes. Wait, was it erotic asphyxiation? No, because he had pills in his hand. Well, I mean... I'm pretty sure he okay. killed himself. <laughs> was his dick out, though? But was his dick out, though? <laughs> but was his dick out, though? <laughs> we'll never know, guys. Um, the... <laughs> The episode ends mm-hmm. with Scully and Queequeg just chilling. Yeah, and she sees um, the Hoff with his psychic uh, online or no, his psychic call me psychic thing. Yeah, and Scully looks like she's about to pick up the phone. Like we're trying to make they're trying to make us think like, oh, maybe she's gonna become a believer. Uh, but she just throws the phone at the TV, <laughs> which is pretty good. Which is pretty. I like the line that the Hoff says. I've even read President's Future, and I'm like, ooh. I see. Presidents, eh? Presidents, ghosts. (laughs) Uh, Should we rate this bitch? Yeah, let's rate it. You first. I rate it on a spooky scale. One to five. Five is I cannot sleep at night. One is I had a good nap. (laughs) The dolls scared me. Yeah, those dolls were like a lot to deal with. And the murder doll was kind of gross. Yep, that was bad. And the body decomposition was good. I thought that was very good. Um, So I'm going to give it a... uh, two. Cool. Yep. Uh, I read on a rage scale. It goes from one to Excelsis Day. I'm very interested to see what you think about this one. I forgot. I, I again forgot how it worked, um, but I'm going <laughs> to give it a four. Okay. So the little nitpicky things that bothered me did not bother you as much. Not, not as much. I mean, I think overall I do really understand why people like it. Yeah. I, understand I think why in terms like of a it. comedy episode, it's a huge improvement over the first comedy episode. What was the first comedy episode? Uh, that was the one with the sort of freak show. Oh my god! Like no. it's a huge improvement oh. over that. You know what? Now that you say that, it is a. It was much much better than that. Yeah. Maybe because the everything was my expectations were so 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 low for all the rest of the episodes. Like <laughs> if you're watching it in real time, it's like oh this is awful, and then you get to this episode, I'm like oh there's some good humor, and then when you look back at it, it's like oh it's so funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know it's like when you watch cartoons as a kid and you remember liking them a lot, yeah. and then you go back now and. And it's like, oh god. Yep. I watched the episode of Darkwing Duck last night. Mm. Really? Well, it's just like the pacing was. Welcome to the Darkwing Duck podcast. Let me tell you about the pacing. It was not very good. We are on Thunderquack. Uh, oh, we are. So should I not talk shit about Darkwing? Duck? Nah, you do you. Um, though I did watch also an episode of Angry Beavers, and that Angry Beavers was good stuff. Holds a plus, up. Uh, the Stinky Toe episode. Mwah. Nice. Perfect. It's Love only it. a 10 minute episode, but it was really good. Anyway. We're gonna, I think we're gonna hit you guys with some more hard facts. Oh, some hard science we're facts. We're gonna give you some hard science facts. Just sit down, friends, and learn a thing. Cause science makes our brain cells sing. I'll try to keep myself intact. Nothing makes me harder than facts. Hard facts. Uh, so I wanted to talk a little bit about anthropomancy. Yeah. I have a website here from uh, futurescopes.com. <laughs> Why are we including this in our hard science facts? I don't know. I don't really know much about this episode. <laughs> okay. A webisode. This website. Episode. Uh, so the term anthropomancy is derived from the Greek words anthropo, meaning man, more or less, as well as mantea, meaning to divine. Uh, it refers to a form of divination where the entrails of dead or dying men are examined for symbolic Wait, meaning. Wait, dying men? You just root around in there? Mm. Or as pointers to what is going to happen in the future. In most cases, this would be performed on those humans killed as sacrifice. And more often than not, these would be young female virgins. Uh, the death spasms of the victims, their dying screams, the way they fell, bled out, or burnt, as well as the time that the victims took to die... All of these would be interpreted as omens by the diviners, indicating the shape of things to come. So what do they talk about there? Like, you pooping yourself. That's a really good question. Right? Because that does happen. That does happen. Um, the most common forms of anthropomancy uh, have the viscera of the victim opened up, organs like the spleen, liver, heart, and important blood vessels, as well as those of respiratory and digestive order, would be read as symbols of the future. If the victim put up a fight while approaching the altar, escaped the stroke of the axe, did not die at first instance, or did not bleed freely, or if the victim's organs were found to be defective or the heart not big enough, it was thought that the gods were unwilling to grant good fortunes. Oh my god. So, okay, if my liver is on top of my small intestine, 
and my colon is like twisted in a figure eight, Mm -hmm. what does that mean? That means that you drank too much Sprite. Oh, well, they do have that. Did you know they have cranberry Sprite now? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a good fortune. You had to get right in there. I'm going to drink that shit up. (laughs) That's some good hard science facts. Well, more or less. (laughs) Can I I hit you with an actual science fact? Yes, please. So I looked up Psychic Detective on Wikipedia, and it's very, very funny because they go through all um, the points of which psychics try to find missing people, but they don't. Um... And my favorite one, uh, well, there's there's many. Uh, in the case of a Long Island serial killer, the psychic said the body would be found in a shallow grave near water and a sign with a G in it would be nearby. Despite the vagueness of this claim, the body was not in a shallow grave. Water is everywhere in Long Island and no sign <laughs> uh, with a G was nearby. The New York Post stated that the psychic nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. Um... And then there was another one, uh, oh, this one was the closest to a psychic finding something. In August 2010, um, Cheryl Carroll, Cheryl Carroll Loggerway claimed to have seen the location of a missing child in her dreams. The missing child's disappearance was being investigated by police. She took them to a location where another dead body was found. However, it was the body of an adult and not the ch- body of a child. <laughs> that's an X-Files right there. Yeah, it absolutely So is. that's the closest she- I've seen. Did the damn thing. Um, <laughs> she killed that person. Uh, so that was, that was good. Cool. Um, hey, should we do a prediction? Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me, Courtney, what's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. Yeah, let's do it's that. It's actually your turn to predict. Wait, okay, so did you get any points? I feel like I should have at least gotten what a half point. point. Well, it was Are very meta. Case? I don't think that was your prediction, yeah, though. that was the point, was that it was from another point of view, and it talked about the way that Mulder and Skelly do things, like from an outsider's uh, perspective, and it was very much like, oh, well, you're going to come talk to me about the murder while your partner does an autopsy, huh? Uh, no. It wasn't from, like, okay, if it was only from those cops' point of view. But it wasn't about the cops, it was about Clyde Bruckman. Or if it was only from his point of view. Yeah, it was. No. The skull was I'm not saying the episode was from his point of view, I'm just saying he did provide a decent amount of, like, meta-commentary on the way that the formula of these episodes is put together. I don't think you used the word meta during your prediction anyway. Okay, that's fine. I'll take my lumps. (laughs) I mean, we're zero for zero, so. You just want to keep it at an even. Sure do. Flat playing field, yeah. Jesus. Okay, give me the name and okay. I'll do the prediction. Season three, episode five. The title is The List. Um, Schindler's? No. No. I'm going to just say no. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's all I can think about. Um, what kind of list do I make in life? I make, I make grocery lists. Mm-hmm. So, let's do a, there's a murder, Mm -hmm. and the only thing that there is left is a list, uh, a grocery list. Okay. And that grocery list is the only piece of evidence that Mulder and Scully have, because everything on that grocery list is somehow used... In a murder. Oh. Oh, I like that. So, half point for grocery list. Yeah. Half point for serial killer using a grocery list as its inspiration. I would say half point for grocery list. Yeah. Half point if uh, tools used to murder could have been included on a grocery list. (laughs) So, even if there's not a grocery list. You'll get a half point if killed by groceries. Okay. Yeah, I'll take it. Done. Yep. I feel like we might need to be a bit more lenient. <laughs> nope. We're gonna just drive this into the ground. Yep, drive it <laughs> into the ground. Can I drive something else into the ground? Please Allison? do. Can I talk about hashtag Lunchables? I wish you would. Um, is this episode our last episode in October? It is. Okay, so you guys, if this is hitting your sweet ears in October, you have until 
October 31st, yep. Halloween, to send in your hashtag Lunchables Ghoul. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how we started this contest, but it's going. And all you have to do is buy Craft Lunchables. Yep. Uh, it doesn't matter what kind you get. Craft Lunchables, please sponsor us. Craft Lunchables, please sponsor us. Um, and you need to build a ghoul out of it. Yeah. 3D or 2D. 3D or 2D. You may use um, building materials. I said, but, but what's Toothpicks. It Toothpicks are okay, but not like anything crazy. Yeah. Um, backstory uh, is great. And the winner of the best Lunchables ghoul will win a free month of our stale mail From club. November. Yeah. Um, there has been one entry so far. And it's been fantastic. And is really, really good. So if you want a 50-50 chance of winning, <laughs> do it too. Jump on it. Or that one person will automatically win and we love her for life. So, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Um, so use, go, you can use Twitter, Double X Files, uh, Tumblr, fuck yeah, Double X Files. Facebook is Double X Files. And uh, our email is, uh, Double X Files Podcast at gmail.com. And if you don't like Lunchables for whatever reason. I don't know why you shouldn't. They're amazing. Sponsor us craft. Um, but you don't have to eat them. You, you don't have, have to, to eat them. them. You just have to build with them. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash thunderquack, join our $7 a month snail mail club, and you get some cool shit. Every month you get cool shit. So at the end of this month, I am sending out really cool Canadian, like, Full-size chocolate bars. Hell yeah. Full-size. So make sure you do that. More than $7 worth. So you get more of your money worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. That it? Yeah, I think that's everything. Good. We did it. Good job us. It's all our news blast. <sighs> I think it's time for dinner. I think it's very much time for dinner. Okay. So and a whiz. <laughs> yeah. And a poop. <laughs> okay. Until next time, the truth, truth is out there. there. <laughs>